Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, October 31st. It is a scary, ghastly, ghoulish Monday, because it's Halloween. We uh, Happy Halloween, if that means a, a thing to you. It doesn't to me. But nevertheless, uh, Ian Cameron uh, and Alex B. Smith uh, with you. A scary Alex B. Smith uh, he, joining us today uh, on the Ice Guys show. Clearly putting more effort into this Halloween thing than yours truly did. Uh, Alex, what's up? Not much, man. Yeah, I did not get beat up. This is a this is all a costume. Uh, this is an old ruined jersey I had years ago that I've always just used. This has been my go-to. If I ever get invited to a Halloween party last minute, this is pretty much what I do. So it wasn't much effort at all. But uh, you know, it's kind of uh, been an interesting. You know, couple of games we saw last night and short card tonight. Actually, kind of weird how the schedule pans out. Now we got this whole short Monday, long Tuesday tomorrow, short Wednesday. Uh, short Friday, so here we here we are. We're going that that up and down kind of seesaw thing. It's nice for work purposes, gives us some time to kind of breathe a little bit. But uh, it's kind of a, a bit off timing, especially when you're trying to figure out trends now as we're about to head into November, the first full month of the of the hockey season. Yeah, no question. Now, brief look back on yesterday. Uh, this is going to be a short show, 20, 30, 20, 25 minutes or so. Uh, but just I want to talk about a couple of the results we saw yesterday uh, in the NHL. Things keep getting worse for Columbus. I mean, that was embarrassing yesterday for them against New Jersey. Uh, but the Devils continue to play very good hockey. And when they get goaltending, they're pretty good. If you actually look at advanced numbers, the New Jersey Devils are among the best teams in the NHL defensively. I'm talking about chances and expected goals against numbers like that. New Jersey is actually near the top in the NHL. They have been pretty good defensively. They just weren't getting saves from, you know who, my favorite goalie in the world, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood earlier uh, in the season. But Vitek Vanacek has given them a spark, no question. And the Devils are playing some really good hockey, and Columbus is not. That is clear as day. Uh, another dismal performance from the uh, Blue Jackets yesterday in a blowout loss uh, against New Jersey. Uh, we saw uh, the uh, Rangers survive Arizona 3-2. If you were betting that game, uh, you were taken aback by the fact that Igor Shosturkin started for a second straight game. It looked like for sure Yarrow Halak was going to be the goalie, but it was Igor Shosturkin. And sure enough, I actually pounced very late when I heard that news on Rangers and regulation. And glad I did. Uh, they end up getting the job done 3-2 against Arizona. Uh, Vegas in a great uh, goaltending duel, especially Connor Hellebuck was just heroic in that game. He's the reason the Jets got a point. Uh, but Vegas wins with Jack Eichel, Beauty, and overtime 2-1. Great job by Alex uh, to uh, cash with the draw at plus 360 uh, in that game. Uh, it gets to overtime, a nice plus price uh, with that. Uh, we saw the Minnesota Wild uh, pull out a 4-3 shootout win uh, against Chicago uh, last night. Uh, that's two games in a row. Disappointing where you cough up a lead uh, in the third period if you're Chicago. It happened to Buffalo uh, on Saturday, uh, and it happened against Minnesota on Sunday uh, as well. Uh, disappointing there. What wasn't disappointing is seeing, and Alex mentioned this on Twitter, it was great to see it, actually. I think he's now going to get a Max Domi jersey. He's going to be the president <laughs> of the Max Domi fan club, uh, protecting his teammate, Sir Patrick Kane, uh, who got just clobbered into the boards from behind 
by Tyson Jost. Patrick Kane made it sound like hey, it wasn't as bad as it looked initially when he talked yeah. to Domi and the. But still, the fat Domi ran in there, dropped the gloves, pummeled Jost, stuck up for Kane. It's a great team bonding thing. It's great to see that happen. So. Uh, wonderful job. I, I, I like Max Domi for doing that. And Max Domi's not a fighter like his old man, and he's right. certainly got more skill in his pinky finger than Ty Domi has in his entire body. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, the fact he got some of those, yeah, you know, protect your teammates, still have some degree of toughness, and he does. He's not, he's not scared to drop the gloves, Max Domi. Obviously doesn't do it half as much as his old man and his dad did, Ty, but he's still willing to do it when the when the situation requires it. And he did it last night against Tyson Joe. So it was nice to see that. And then, of course, the Leafs leafed again. I mean, every game, it's like with the Leafs play, they, we talk about them leafing again. Uh, a 3-1 lead against the Anaheim fucking Ducks, who have one win on the year, and they can't hold the lead. They lose 3-3, they, or they tie at 3-3 Anaheim. They win in overtime. Mitch Marner gets benched by Keith. He has a little t- tantrum in the uh, dressing room area, comes back. And then Keith, and this is I don't get. Keith benched Marner for horrendous turnovers with the puck. Horrendous. You can't make them. Terrible job by him giving the puck away when he did. That led to two of the Anaheim goals. He deserved to be benched. You can't do that. You got to be more responsible than that. Well, if you bench the guy, make it a benching where he's out for the rest of the game. What is he doing back on the ice a couple minutes later? That's insane to me that that happened. It means the inmates are running the asylum. That's what it tells me. And it's a bad look for Sheldon, who's now... You know, it's firmly on the hot seat now. I could uh, even the other day, uh, prior to last night, or even the LA game. I probably even after the San Jose game, I probably would have said, you know what, we're not at the point where Sheldon keeps on the hot seat, ready to get uh, zonked here uh, as the head coach of the Leafs. But it's piping up now to the point where, and I said this on Twitter, we don't know if Barry Trotz wants the job. We don't even know if he wants to come back to coaching this year because he said he wanted to take the whole year off, but. We're in a situation where if the Leafs were to approach him with the job, with maybe something involving management as well, not only being the head coach, but be involved in the personnel decisions in the management role in some form, maybe be GM and head coach, because Barry's talked about wanting to be involved in the management group as well with whatever next job he takes uh, in the NHL. Toronto would be maybe looking to offer it, in my opinion. And the way I see this unfolding is, I could see now Brendan Shanahan going to Kyle and say, hey, Kyle, Sheldon's your guy, but we got to make a change. And Kyle putting up the stop sign because Sheldon Keith's been his buddy and his guy for 10 years. Remember, Badubas hired Keith as the head, his head coach with Sault Ste. Marie. That was like 10 years ago. Then he brought him into the Marlies. Then he hired him after they fired Babcock to take over the Leafs. So if it gets to the point where Shanahan's asking Dubas to get rid of Keith, we need to shake things up. Dubas might put up the stop sign, and I could. And if that happens, Shanahan could actually knock them both out, Dubas and Keefe, bring in Trotz, and, and this is just the pit of my gut, the feeling I had after that game last night, that it could happen in this fashion. It may not. Maybe they're not ready to jump to conclusions. Maybe they're going to – everyone's taking a deep breath because they're off till Wednesday when they play it against Philadelphia at home. After this debacle of a road trip, everybody takes a deep breath. They cool off. They have a few days to reflect. That could happen, and maybe we see no change this week. But in the pit of my stomach, I'm looking at that Leaf team last night, and I'm thinking to myself, something's got to happen at this point. Coaching change, GM change, a trade of some kind, a bringing in a player, shipping someone out, something to shake the fuck up 
things right now with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And obviously, as the week goes on, we'll see if anything happens. Uh, Alex, uh, thoughts on the Sunday slate? Yeah, well, we'll start with that Hawks Wild game, uh, and that it was a it was an interesting battle. It was a good battle. You saw the Wild get the four three win. But what was interesting is that one the six o'clock Sunday starts. They have not gotten any better. If anything, they've gotten worse. The game was tied two two with about what nine and a half minutes left in the third. You could hear a pin drop. All you could hear was literally skates and sticks on the ice. You could could hardly tell it was anybody in the crowd. And all of a sudden, the Hawks get a goal, and then the CU scores. There's a little bit of noise, and then as soon as Matt Boldy comes right back down and ties the game up, it's quiet all over again. It just, just really, really sucks to see that. You know, if it, this team is playing much better than expected against a rival uh, in a close game late in the contest deal, and the fans just, just no showed it. But at least the team didn't. They gave a good effort. Like I said, Max Domi stepping up for Patrick Kane, and like I said, that hit looked worse than it really was, which is great. Uh, because that could have been really ugly getting hit from behind and falling face first like that. We saw Kane get a, a broken collarbone years ago from a hit just like that. Uh, so Domi rushing in and, and late in the game, too. I mean, you know, he had to make that decision. But like I said, stick up for your, for your teammate, one of your stars. Uh, love seeing stuff like that for sure. Uh, Arizona and, and New York, that was a disappointing first period. Nothing happened there. Uh, and now we're getting to see how that crowd changes when a top-tier team, a premier team, comes into Mullen Arena, it was all blue shirts all night. You could hear the Let's Go Rangers chants uh, if you watched either broadcast throughout the evening, and, and that's going to be the what's going to happen for a lot of these teams, the Chicago's, the Boston's, uh, Vegas, L.A. They're going to travel well in packs and, and fill up that place and take away the home ice event. So, like I said, my goalie uh, rankings and, and, uh, and my goalie chart and power rankings, I have home ice rankings as well. Both Arizona and Chicago get zeros, and last night was a prime example of that for sure. And uh, Vegas, Winnipeg, you know, finally hit a draw. It seemed like it's been a while since I cashed one of those, plus 360. Uh, that was really nice to hit. And uh, Connor Hellebuck, I mean, he stood on his head. He deserved better. He deserved to win in that game the way that he played. It's just unfortunate that that offense, uh, it, it's hit and miss. It's a, a Jekyll and Hyde offense, and we talked about that. That's why I don't like betting on Winnipeg that often, and, and when I usually do bet, on games involving Winnipeg, it's often the draw. The last three times I've had a Winnipeg ticket in some fashion, it was a draw here. It was a draw against Dallas, and I think it was another draw early in the year. So, uh, you know, they're just a hard team to read offensively. Absolutely. Uh, definitely going to be interesting to see uh, how it uh, plays out from here. But uh, it was it was a for a Sunday card, you know, NFL overshadows the NHL on Sunday, but it's a fascinating Sunday. Uh, in the NHL, which leads us to a Monday that is a little bit lighter, just three games. We will start with Washington and Carolina. And yes, JT Tickner, by the way, in the uh, chat uh, here is mentioning the draws, shouting out Alex. It was a great call. I mean, and, and obviously a great price, plus 360 uh, with that Winnipeg uh, Vegas game. Uh, no doubt uh, that'll definitely build a bankroll if you cash a few of those. Uh, draw bets at those kind of prices. Uh, Washington, Carolina. We got Carolina minus 190, home favorites, six the total in this one. I have a very small bet just because of the value, the number, the price, even with the injuries. Capitals team total over two and a half. There are some things that worry me about Carolina. They're giving up way more chances, way more quality than they have. In fact, there's some stat sites out there, you know, natural stat trick, money puck. We talk about all these sites that have the advanced numbers. They're actually bottom five in the league right now, Carolina danger chances and expected goals against that's Carolina. You would not expect that. You know, they have had some issues uh, defensively more so this year than they've had uh, in recent seasons. And yeah, there's some definitely some key injuries for Washington. Make no mistake about it uh, with what we've seen from them uh, over the weekend with TJ Oshie 
uh, obviously, uh, getting injured in that game against Dallas. John Carlson, lower body injury for both of them, actually, uh, dealing with lower body injuries. They will be out for this game for the uh, Washington Capitals. That being said, you know, Calvin DeHaan has missed the last three games for the uh, Hurricanes on the blue line. He's always been one of those stay-at-home, shutdown type of defensemen. And look at this Carolina team. I mean, they've given up, uh, you know, three goals to Calgary, six to Edmonton, six to the Islanders, three to Philadelphia. All we need is three from Washington here with this team total. Now, it's going to be obviously a situation where the Capitals are going to have to, you know, score a little bit more by committee when you're missing TJ Oshie. And we've talked about the long-term record with the Washington Capitals without TJ Oshie. It's not pretty. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, you've got Ovechkin, Strom, and Shiri on your top line. You got Marcus Johansson, Kuznetsov. Moving up, by the way, Connor McMichael uh, to the uh, second line. So right away, you know, for a guy that obviously has been not been held without a point this year, but here he is coming into the lineup. He's only played one game this year against Ottawa. He's now going to get an opportunity, it looks like, on the second line for the Washington Capitals tonight. So not only do I like a small over the two and a half team total for Washington, but I think there's value on him to find the back of the net tonight for the uh, Capitals. It's certainly a great price. It's someone that's going to be playing in a top six role uh, for the Washington Capitals. And with Oshie out, a key member of your offense, this would be a good time for a guy like that to step up uh, and find the uh, back of the net. So uh, Connor McMichael, definitely, if you look at some books, have him as high as plus 470 to score a goal tonight. Someone on the second line for the Washington Capitals. It is that classic Ian Cameron bargain bin goal score prop situation that I love to try to take advantage of. And that's what I'm going to look at here with Washington uh, in this game tonight. So uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, Washington team total uh, over two and a half. And we're going to look at McMichael to, to light the lamp at a juicy plus 400 or better price playing on a second line tonight with Kuznetsov and Johansson for the uh, Capitals. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, uh, Washington, Carolina? Yeah, this game's a pass for me. And, and you know, even if, the, if this was a big card, I wouldn't even look at anything. But like I said, Washington team total, that is a bit interesting. You know, you, you it's going to be a huge next man up kind of movement, like I said, with, with Oshie banged up. I mean, just all the injuries they've had so far. And just they, this team just doesn't seem that great. But like I said, Carolina's defense struggling a little bit. And I know some people in the chat were talking about Carolina regulation. I can't endorse that either. There's, there's nothing here I like. Even a draw here doesn't uh, doesn't really interest me too much. So, so uh, even with a short card, not much to pick out here on the pass. Yeah, and if you want to get crazier with the goal props for Washington, uh, Alexei Protas has scored in two of the last three games, and um, you're going to get a good price there too. And Nick Dowd on the fourth line is weird. He goes through these moments where Nick Dowd all of a sudden like scores a couple in a row, and he's plus 600 uh, You've got uh, to score a goal. And uh, Alexei Protas, the big Russian uh, here for the uh, Capitals, he's in that same range, plus 500 even plus 600 in some spots. So, again, you don't have to put a ton of money on these. You know, just a few bucks, and it'll pay off handsomely uh, if uh, any of these guys are able to find the back of the net for Washington. Uh, tonight in this game. Of course, for Carolina, it's Natchez. Natchez is someone that uh, you, you don't even have to bring him up anymore. You just say, if you take his props, you're probably going to have a positive return because he's been magnificent. What, 11 points in eight games, I believe, is where he's at. Just an outstanding start to the year for Marty Natchez for Carolina. Uh, Detroit Buffalo, we've got the Sabres, minus 150, home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, we'll see how it uh, plays out with these two. We've got Nedeljkovic confirmed 
uh, in net tonight for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, not totally shocking with the fact that, you know, you don't want to wear uh, Billy Huso right into the ice or anything like that. But uh, Nadelkovich in net, Eric Comrie uh, will be the starter for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. I should point out Kemper and Freddie Anderson in the Washington Carolina game. Uh, this one, though, uh, look, Buffalo, I said bad spot against Seattle, end of the road trip, you know, it played out that way. Bad spot against Montreal first home game after you know less than 48 hours after finishing that road trip terrible scheduling spot and they lost to Montreal but I said let's not panic two bad spots Buffalo lost they're still playing pretty good hockey let's see how they do against Chicago Saturday night and look it wasn't looking good in that game but they rescued it they tied it in the third and then they won it on a power play goal from Victor Olofsson in overtime two more goals from Tage Thompson that's why they're paying him the big bucks now with the Buffalo Sabres, uh, he continues to get the job done, be excellent for them. Uh, no question about that. Here's another lineup change here for the uh, Sabres. In fact, we I think we have a couple here that are worth mentioning here from a player prop standpoint. Again, these great situations that don't get accounted for uh, in the pricing uh, of the goal scorer prop market. Kyle Ocposo on the second line tonight, it looks, or a top line rather, with Tage Thompson, Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner for the uh, Buffalo Sabres tonight. So that's significant that Ocposo is getting this kind of bump uh, up the lineup. Looks like uh, that's going to happen. Uh, Quinn, Middlestat, and Olofsson. Looks like that's going to stay pat as the uh, second line. Some sites have Paterka on the second line. Some sites have him on the third line. But I still like Paterka. But the big one for me from a prop standpoint to really zone in on is Kyle Ocposo. Him playing on the top line tonight, it looks like, based on morning skate combinations. And you can get him as high as plus 380 to score a goal tonight for the Buffalo Sabres. Plus 380, a top line player. These are the kind of dream situations you don't get every day or with every game uh, in the NHL. Uh, but you get that here uh, in this game uh, for the Buffalo Sabres tonight, playing with obviously two very good players. Now, I know he doesn't have a goal yet. He only has four assists. Ocposo, you're playing with Skinner and Thompson. It's a, as good a time as any for him to finally uh, uh, dent the twine uh, and get that first goal of the season, especially against a, a Detroit team that with Nadelkovich in net, don't necessarily like that group collectively as much defensively with uh, Nadelkovich because of, you know, still up and down, inconsistent play from him. He's got a 3.96 uh, goals against average and an 890 save percentage uh, this year. Uh, he has given up 10 goals. Uh, in his last two starts against Chicago and New Jersey. So it's been a little bit of a rough go uh, for Nadelkovich here coming into this game tonight, facing the uh, Sabres. Uh, I also have a small play over the total in this one. I know Cheshire Cat's saying it feels like a low-scoring game, but I'm telling you what, uh, with Buffalo uh, scoring goals right now the way they are, other than the Seattle game where they just hit a wall physically, I mean, they had nothing in the tank. And that game, they only scored one, but... Scored five against Vancouver, six against Calgary, four against Edmonton, three against Florida, four against uh, Ottawa in their home opener, three against uh, or four against Chicago over the weekend. Uh, Detroit with uh, Nadelkovich in net. Look at these these last two games that he's been in net. The final scores were six two, four three, and in fact, in all three in his two starts this year, both of them have gone over the total seven goals or more. So I actually think this game could end up going. Uh, over the total tonight. Comrie's the X factor, though. Comrie being on his game like he was against Edmonton in particular, and the Calgary game he played well. If we get that Comrie, then it could stay under. But I'm, I'm going to go with the over here, six and a half. Sidewise, it's tricky because I like the value here with Detroit, but 
I don't want to go take them with Nadelkovich, and I don't want to fade Buffalo either right now in this homestand, especially after getting back on track. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Alex? Red Wing Sabres. Yeah, sidewise, I want nothing to do with this. Uh, from a totals point, I like the first period over, but I want to get a better price in game. Right now, laying 160, 165, one and a half. Uh, he said Buffalo, you know, the X Factor is in that with Comrie. The Delcovic hasn't been that good. And, and we got kind of got lucky. Detroit, you know, in Minnesota the other day, 2 1, all three goals came in the first period. So we cashed it over two, but didn't get anything else after that. Uh, I think we're going to see some goals back and forth. I like a couple of shot on goal props for this game tonight. Not necessarily goal scorers, but a couple of picks that I I made some smaller unit plays. Lucas Raymond over two and a half shots at plus one twenty. He had seven shots in his last game, and now uh, moving up on that line, and he moved up a bit when Kubli got uh, got hurt. David Perron over two and a half shots on goal. I found that around even money. You should be able to find it anywhere. If, I wouldn't lay any more than a dollar five. You should be able to find at least plus value with that as well. I think those are two guys who will be able to kind of step up here. Uh, and, and at least if, if not get a goal, they definitely should be able to, to get some shots off for sure uh, on this Buffalo defense that's been giving up quite a few shots. So I'd also take a look, just a lean toward the the, to- the draw here as well. We've seen four of the last six meetings go into OT, uh, and, and one of those other two that didn't was a one-goal game. So we could see kind of a back-and-forth battle, 3-3 going in, into overtime. That would shock me one bit. But uh, I definitely like Raymond and Perron over shots on goal. Uh, you get both of those at plus prices. Yeah, great call by our guy from the UK in our chat, Dan uh, Lowe or Lau. Uh, I think it's Lowe, but I'll go with that. But Adam Ernie is exact same situation as Ocposo for Buffalo. Moving up to the top line, I'm looking at multiple sites have him top line at, going into the game tonight, playing with Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond. Uh, and plus 600 at Bet36, uh, not Bet36, BetMGM, I should say. Plus 600, Adam Ernie for the Detroit Red Wings to score a goal tonight on that top line. That is, wow. That's got, that's, you got to bet it, or at least I do. Uh, whenever I see this situation, you, you have to take advantage of these. Now, shop around. Some books have plus 350 for Adam Ernie. Some have as high as plus 600. So there is a wide discrepancy yeah, definitely shop in around. terms uh, of his goal score prop price. Some have as low as plus 370, plus 375, and you can get, you know, plus 390 at points bet, 420 at cool bet. Uh, and again, 600 is the big one. Bet MGM, my goodness, has it at, at plus 600. And and that's the thing, too. As player props get bigger and more expansive uh, and more books are offering the, these different options, it's, it's imperative to have different outs with this because this is actually going to be a more volatile market. It already is now. Uh, based on what you just said with, with those kind of numbers, then what we're seeing with sides and totals. You, you should have a, a separate book, different books for different things, even within the same sport. Uh, like I said, I always say BetMGM right now, it's the best b- uh, book for first period totals for in-game wagering. Uh, Bet Online's another good one. But then you have some other books like DraftKings that will ha- have quality sides up early. Uh, you know, I know Ian used Bet365 if that's available in your area for a lot of player prop uh, options. There's a lot of things you want to mix and match with, but but it's important now if you are getting into the player prop market, definitely you need to have at least a minimum of three different books to go from because the prices can vary, like you said, from literally we're talking about you know three dollars to six dollars. Very good, excellent. Uh, again, we get this is a great, great game for these. We got two guys that are moving up to a top line for these for their respective teams. Kyle Ocposo for Buffalo, Adam Ernie for Detroit. They're not being priced like it. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to score. You still got to hope they, hey, 
find the back of the net, cash in on one of their scoring chances. But you put yourself in a position where you find these situations long term, you're going to find opportunity. Uh, and we're going to see if that is indeed the uh, case here. Uh, I like that. Great comment from Melissa. Melissa, we're getting you on the show soon. Uh, so let me know when uh, you're able to join us, but we will get you on the show as a guest uh, in the very near future. But she says, Alex got in a fight with Aaron Dell. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I threw him into a trash can where he goes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> One of our favorite goalies. Yeah, favorite goalies to rip on. Yeah, uh, that is. Uh, all right, final game. LA Kings, St. Louis Blues, St. Louis minus 125, home favorite, six the total. I like the over here and I like the Blues. I, I'm going to take a chance with the Blues here. I mean, you got to think something was said. You know, when you suffer a loss like you did against Montreal, I know they're not playing very good hockey right now. Uh, one and two at home, three and four overall. Uh, and the Kings, after a little bit of a rough patch, they've won two of their last three games uh, entering this one. But, you know, I'm sure the St. Louis Blues are going to try to snap this slump. Uh, Craig Berube obviously wasn't very happy. Uh, the Blues, apparently, they're talking the right things, urgency, uh, cleaning up the mess unacceptable to play like this. Tarasenko said, we have time to figure it out before the next game. It's been a rough few games for us. Obviously losing sucks. I've seen worse. We're confident in ourselves. The main thing is we should play better at home and away games. We're about to fix it. That's it. So pretty defiant of Vladimir Tarasenko talking about the abomination of giving up seven goals to the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday night in a seven, four loss. Now granted Montreal is going to be able to do this, you know, to certain teams this year. No question about that. They're a hard-working team, good young team. You turn the puck over, their transition game and the rush chance game that they can unleash is lethal at times. But still, I mean, it's all about puck management. And there were way too many haphazard plays and wouldn't uh, the uh, the Blues, uh, you know, try to fix that tonight here uh, in this game. We'll have to wait and see. Part of me wonders if they will, though. That's why I'm on the over. It feels like it's an underspot because they're going to probably try to shore up things defensively. Bennington was obviously... Not great, but I thought his defense held him out, uh, hung him out to dry a lot in that game against Montreal. As far as L.A. goes, they're starting another uh, road trip here through St. Louis, Dallas, and Chicago. Uh, and uh, look, they've uh, they've played some solid hockey overall, but uh, I think for St. Louis, given the enormity uh, of the focus for them uh, going into this game, uh, I think they have a chance to win it. And let's not forget the uh, last uh, the two meetings that they had. Last year in St. Louis, they won collectively 10 to 3. It was actually a back to back set, the Blues hosting the Kings last year in October. And it was 7 3 St. Louis in one game and 3 0 in the other. Uh, it ended up being lopsided in favor of the Blues. I think I've got some issues with the Blues moving forward with the way they're, you know, they're a good offensive team, but they're, uh, we saw last year their defense declined. And maybe this is more of the same this year. But I think for one night, you're going to see the best of the St. Louis Blues in a spot like this after a dreadful one of the worst home losses they've had in a while uh, that they want to clean things up tonight in this game. So I'm going to take St. Louis here, especially now that the price has come down to minus 120 uh, in some spots with uh, St. Louis. And I'm also going to have a smaller bet on the over as well. What do you think, Alex? Kings, Blues? Yeah, I just went with the over six at, uh, at even money. I, like I said, somebody in the chat said five and a half in game. That's probably worth looking at, too. If you can't get plus money, I wouldn't lay 110 or 115, which I was seeing uh, at one point. I'd shop around for that. If you, if you can't get plus money with this one, then wait in game, get five and a half, and you should be able to, gra to grab that with a, a decent price. Or, or you know, that, like I said, five and a half. Me personally, I know, Ian, you like to wait live for a plus price on a total usually. I I don't mind laying 120 with five and a half if I'm offered six at minus 120 pregame. So 
120 would be my buy on spot for over five and a half, but I am on over six already. That's uh, the first play I made this morning. Sidewise, I, I would lean St. Louis, except I think they'd be geared up for this game. You know, LA and St. Louis always play each other really tight. You know, whether it's a lot of scoring, because there's a bunch of drilling going on, whether there's a ton of scoring or, or not much scoring, they always play seem to play each other close and kind of mimic their styles pretty well. Uh, LA would like to be a little bit more up tempo. Uh, and get the offense rolling. I think, like I said, St. Louis just—I think they just kind of going to go with the flow, basically. Like you know, play what play what's in front of you, and like I said, just find a way to win. If if, if LA is going to try to grind things down, they're going to grind down with them. But if St. Louis, uh, you know, can can match that tempo, which I think they do, uh, then then they're they're up. They're going to be game for anything. Tonight. That's what you want to see from a team that's going through a losing streak. You know, the resiliency. Sometimes you don't always have to just. Stick to your game plan through and through. Just just take what the opponent gives you, counter punch, and, and, and go from there. And I think they'll be able to do that at home. So over six uh, or a live over five and a half, I endorse both of those. All right, liking the uh, over here and maybe a, a live over potentially uh, as well. Uh, if indeed you get a better number uh, during uh, the game. Uh, in terms of uh, player props, I think this is a O'Reilly Auto Parts night for the Blues plus two thirty. It's not one of the better prices, but usually. He is one of those guys that he shows up when his team is looking to, uh, you know, right or wrong. And that was basically what was Saturday night was. It was a wrong for St. Louis, the way they played so horrendously uh, away from the puck. It's a night where you would think Ryan O'Reilly does step up. And for the Kings, Gabe Velarde, he's just, however many times, I'm sick of mentioning him, but it's got to be said. I mean, he's scoring every game right now for the Kings. He's plus 350 at bet 365 still. And he's on the top line now. And he keeps scoring goals for the LA Kings. He's plus 350 to score tonight. Uh, and he's on the top line for the LA Kings once again uh, in this game. Hot as a pistol. Uh, playing with great players, of course, uh, on that uh, top line for LA. And yet you're still getting these great prices with Gabe Velarde. Game in and game out for the LA Kings with Kopitar and Kempe tonight still on that second line. And if you want to take a small flyer on someone from LA, um, keep an eye. I don't know if they'll have him posted yet uh, because, you know, he's just been called up from the AHL, but he, when he was with the big club last year for the Kings, he, he scored and chipped in goals. Rasmus Kampari for them. Uh, he's someone that's actually going to, I think be on the third line. It looks like to start with Grunstrom and Fiala for the uh, LA Kings. But he's a guy that when he got that opportunity with the Kings last year, uh, seven goals, Four assists, 11 points in just 10 uh, games uh, last year with the LA Kings. He only played 10 games with them. He scored seven goals, four assists, 11 points. Rasmus Kampari for the LA Kings here. Plus, oh my goodness, I'm about to faint looking at this price that I see at Caesars. Plus 450 in some spots. Caesars has it at plus 700. Plus 700. Uh, he's on the third line. You know, it's not like he's a, on a top six roll, but I'll take a shot at plus 700 for a guy that's got seven goals in 10 games with the LA Kings last year when he was with this team. Got to take it at that price. So it's a good night for props, actually. For a three-game card, the bargain bin is humming, in my opinion, for this uh, Monday night uh, card from a goal score prop standpoint. Hopefully some of these players can cash in for us. All right, great stuff. That's the Monday card. Uh, great. Uh, for t thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button if you're watching live on YouTube. Uh, and a reminder, patreon.com slash iceguys, $10 a month. Make sure you're checking out that site. Tons of bonus exclusive content for subscribers there. Videos, charts, totals charts, daily card. 
and much, much more. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. All right. Uh, best bets now to wrap up the show, this Halloween Monday edition of the Ice Guys. Alex, uh, what do you like here for best bet? Yeah, let's try to get this quick because they're making way more noise now. But Kings Blues over six. Uh, like I said, grab it at that price if you can get a plus number. Otherwise, wait for the end game at five and a half. I think this is going to be a good back and forth battle. Like I said, the Blues definitely need to get back on the right track. And I think uh, LA is playing their style of hockey now. Like I said, one and two of the last three. I think they'll have some uh, good offensive punch. So should be a fun game to watch. Go LA St. Louis over six at even money or in game five and a half at a better price. It is, it is Halloween, but that is not the sound of Alex being attacked by a hammer or a chainsaw or a drill or whatever that was we just heard. Uh, like in the over there, over six Kings Blues uh, for his best bet for this Monday card. Uh, my best bet is going to be it's going to be from that same game, but it's going to be the St. Louis Blues, the side uh, minus 120 against L.A., an embarrassing home loss against Montreal. I think you get the Blues given it their best tonight. And we know their best game is still very capable. And I think tonight you see it. They beat L.A. twice at home last year. And I think they will do the same tonight. St. Louis Blues, minus 120, uh, my best bet for this Monday card. That'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Short edition of the show today. We will be back, of course, tomorrow for a loaded Tuesday NHL card, breaking it all down for you right here on the Ice Guys. And a reminder, as always, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.